that sweet aroma I'm bold and beautiful I can hardly wait to taste Early morning Something wonderful Is about to make my day Hey! Give me a good cup of coffee Give me a word that rocks me a whole lot of Jesus and a little caffeine. World waits out the front door. Let it wait just a bit more. Because I need Jesus and a little caffeine. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land, and welcome to another episode of Jesus and Coffee. Amen. My name is Jay Brooks, and I'm your host for this devotional Bible study. I'm a Christian, a husband, a father, and a grandfather. I love Jesus, and I love coffee, hence the name of this broadcast. I have my Bible open in front of me in a nice hot mug of dark roast coffee, so I have everything I need to start my day. This isn't really about coffee, it's all about Jesus. I just drink coffee while I'm doing it, and I happen to love this song by John Waller. My wife and I met him in August of 2017 at a free concert he gave in a church here in New England. We had a nice conversation and he wasn't trying to get rid of us. He was genuinely interested in getting to know us a little bit. Check out his music and if you have a chance to go see him I highly recommend it. He is a good Christian brother who loves Jesus and loves coffee so that makes him my kind of guy. So let's get things started, shall we? Today, I will once again be reading from the New American Standard Bible. I'm going to read John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. Let's pray and get into the word. Almighty God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we ask you to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your holy word. Change us with your word, because we desperately need to be changed. Speak to us through your word because we desperately need to hear your voice and reveal yourself to us from your word because we desperately need to know you. Amen. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, shepherd my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. The word of the Lord. Amen. Okay, so Jesus and the disciples who were fishing are standing by a charcoal fire that Jesus prepared. I told you last time I believe this fire has special significance. Jesus now addresses Peter directly. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Jesus uses a form of the word agape here. Some commentators say there is no significance to the word for love that John chose since this word and the word Peter uses are sometimes used interchangeably in the New Testament. I beg to differ. 
If you look at the whole passage, you can clearly see, in my humble opinion, that there is a progression here going from higher to lower. Agape me more than these. Agape me, phileo me. But what about the charcoal fire? For that, we have to go back to John 18, 15 and following. Jesus has been arrested and brought before Annas, the father-in-law of the high priest, who had been high priest prior to Caiaphas. The other disciple, widely believed to be the author, gets Peter into the courtyard. Peter is standing with the slaves and the officers, warming himself by a charcoal fire. Then a slave girl asks Peter if he is one of Jesus' disciples, and Peter denies Jesus the first time. John then moves the narrative to Anna's questioning of Jesus. Then in verse 25, John's narrative returns to Peter, who was still standing by the fire. Peter then denies Jesus once more. Finally, a relative of the man whose ear Peter cut off says, Didn't I see you in the garden with him? At first, one would expect this cousin of the man whose ear was cut off to be more upset about what happened. One might expect him to adamantly proclaim that Peter was there and cut off his cousin's ear. If somebody cut off my cousin's ear, and then half an hour or so later had the audacity to stand and warm himself by the same fire as me, I think it would have gone something like this. Hey man, I was there. I saw you pull your sword and cut off my cousin's ear. Now you are going to tell me you weren't there? You have some nerve standing here warming yourself by this fire and lying to my face. In my imagination, I can even see pushing and shoving starting after that, even escalating to more physical violence. How about I cut your ear off and see how you like it, you jerk? But that's not how it happened. I believe he wasn't indignant and things didn't get violent because of something only Luke tells us about in chapter 22, verse 51 of his gospel. Luke tells us that Jesus touched the man's ear and healed him. Luke was a doctor. And maybe that is why he points this out when none of the other gospel writers do. In John 13, prior to Jesus' arrest, Peter says, Lord, why can't I not follow you right now? I will lay down my life for you. Peter went from boasting that he will die for Jesus to denying he even knew him in a few hours. Jesus knew Peter would do this. He told Peter so right after Peter told him he was willing to die for him. Now Jesus is going to build the man back up. Jesus has important work for Peter, work that a broken man will not be able to do. It is now time to restore him to fellowship. I mentioned a minute ago that two different Greek words for love are used here. Agape, which is generally translated as a high, devoted, unconditional love. This is the love God has for us. The other word is phileo, which is friendship love or brotherly love. This is why Philadelphia is called the city of brotherly love. Standing by the charcoal fire like he was when he denied Jesus three times, Jesus asked Peter three questions. I believe the significance of the fire is to remind Peter of the night and the situation in which he denied Jesus. I also believe Jesus asked three questions for the same reason. First, he asked, do you agape me more than these? Jesus sets the bar very high here. He doesn't just ask Peter if he has high and devoted unconditional love for him. He asks if he loves him more than the other disciples. Now, Peter denied him, so he has to know that's not true. So, Peter is reminded of the night he denied his Lord, and he can't say he loves Jesus more than the others. The others didn't deny Jesus, only Peter did. Peter can't even use the word agape. Peter says, I phileo you. Yes, there are commentators who say the word difference is insignificant. However, there are commentators who agree with me also. 
I believe all of this is deliberate. The charcoal fire, the three questions, and the two different words Jesus uses. I see a broken man here who is embarrassed, and Jesus is going to take care of that. With this scene flashing through his mind, when he denied Jesus by the charcoal fire, the best Peter can do is say, I love you like a brother. I phileo you. Jesus then lowers the bar a notch and asks Peter again, do you agape me? This time, however, Jesus leaves out more than these. Once again, Peter says, I phileo you. Peter boasted that he was ready to die with Jesus, and then he denied he even knew him three times while standing by a charcoal fire. So Jesus asked Peter a third time, this time lowering the bar even further. All right, Peter, are you sure that you at least phileo me? In verse 17, it says Peter was grieved. It seems to me that Peter was grieved that Jesus asked him the third time because that further reminds him of his three denials by another charcoal fire. Peter knows he can't boast anymore. Yes, Lord, you know all things. You knew I would deny you that night, and you know that I phileo you now. Peter is being honest with himself and with Jesus. I see something beautiful here. Jesus doesn't lay into Peter. He doesn't chastise Peter. Jesus is so loving and so compassionate. If I put myself in Jesus' position, this exchange goes differently because I'm not God in the flesh. Listen, Peter, you told me that night you were ready to die with me. How did that work out, huh? You were ready to fight for me. You cut off that poor man's ear. Then you stood there by the fire and lied, not just once, but three times. Three times, Peter. How could you do that to me? I think most of us would have berated Peter, made him feel miserable, but not Jesus. Our sweet, compassionate Lord lets the fire and the three questions do the work in Peter that needs to be done. Okay, Peter, this is over. You are to take care of and feed my lambs and my sheep. I am the good shepherd. You are the under-shepherd. I am trusting you to take care of my little baby lambs as well as my grown sheep. Stop sulking. Stop beating yourself up. You have important work to do. I forgive you and I agape you. When people let you down, don't treat them harshly. Don't rub their noses in it. Don't make them feel worse than they do already. Love them. Just love them and they will grow. Thank you for listening to Jesus and Coffee. Amen. And may God richly bless you.